0: Hello and welcome to episode one of the Pilgrims podcast. My name's Archie and I'll be your host and joining me today is Mark Lovell, Tom Kirk and Chris Allen. Today we'll kick things off with a quick look back at uh, pre-season, which started reasonably well but ended in arguably catastrophic in a catastrophic manner yesterday at Swindon Town. Mark, would you say there's reason to be concerned? We're losing to a team two leagues below us by a two-goal margin?
1: It's not ideal, but, you know, we're going to make changes for next week. I can't see uh, Wayne starting. Um, It's a reality check. Maybe expectations will be a little bit less uh, lofty as a result of this game. Maybe it's not a bad thing, you know, to to have this reality check I expect
0: do you buy into sorry do you buy into the pre-season doesn't matter or you know is it alarm bells ringing for you
1: proof of being the pudding when we play Huddersfield and Collins team Um, we'll we'll see what happens there if we beat Huddersfield it will be quickly forgotten you know if we lose to Mm -hmm. Huddersfield there'll be a you know bloody argo moaning
0: uh, speaking of moaning, Tom, there was a bit of moaning from you yesterday. You were slightly concerned, I think it's fair to say. I, I am absolutely in,
2: uh, not in the camp of preseason results don't matter. Uh, that's an excuse you whip out when you lose, basically. Um, we should have, uh, we should, have, our product should be getting better, shouldn't it? And it's got a bit worse. Although uh, I saw some comments from Shui and he didn't really go that way. He was clearly disappointed with the performance and the experimentation, but it absolutely matters.
0: Um, Chris can you add some Miami sunshine to Tom's outlook
3: well keep me straight on the numbers but we won most of them including ones against higher league opposition it is about having a bit of an experiment and you'd much rather try something new before you get going and I just I can see that it would matter to me if we lost all five but if If the order had been reversed and we'd lost to Swindon and and then come through the other four, I don't think there'd be anything. What I do think it is, is a good reminder for us that we're not going to win every game. We've got quite used to that over the last two or three years. Remember what it's like, that it is possible to lose a football match and still carry on
0: and do well. Yeah, I've, I've still got the two points per game imprinted in my head from last season. That was kind of the mantra I had, two points per game. It'll be all right. Um, I think we can forget that for this season. Like you said, we're going to have to get used to a few draws. With Mark in that it wouldn't be a bad
2: reality check and losing to a team two divisions below you who are playing trialists is a reality check.
0: It's interesting you bring up last season's heavy defeats. I mean, we had five heavy defeats last season, all by three goals and f- three of them were by four goal deficits. So it's clearly a problem there. And to me it would suggest that this new 4 3 3 formation is should we going some way to address that? Having a, more bodies in the midfield? Three rather than two. Uh yeah, what's our thoughts on that? Because that's a huge change. A huge change. Um, well,
2: we did we did very well last season. Well, we calmed ourselves down. We did really well. When we lost, we recovered really well. That's a strength. But let's not pretend that the losing heavily isn't a thing. That's definitely a thing. Um we buy million pound players now which is good so somebody could score from 30 yards yesterday to make it look not as bad as it was and that could still happen um so that's more positive we're going to be able to change games that we don't play as well maybe um and there's a a case that we did that a lot last year anyway very very narrow uh wins uh when we got them
0: yeah that's interesting tom but how would you feel about the new formation and specifically the back four and who fits in we've signed two center backs are they going to be starting
2: the, those guys have not come to be on the bench let's be honest um he'll do a job in the against the right team there. Dan down sky like has said he can play a bit and said you know that's not me writing him off completely he can play a bit but the other guys have been brought in uh, for a bit of culture and a bit of you know, inver- inverted fullbackism or, or whatever it is that Pep's got his guys doing these days, you know, <laughs> playing with the ball with their feet. Don't
0: know what that looks like. We'll You mentioned Pep and I've definitely been on YouTube this morning. The inverted fullback, how interesting that has now come to home park via the Bundesliga during Pep's time at and it would be fascinating to see what that means for us with those fullbacks tucking in, not being as attacking as last season with Edwards and Mumba and essentially being a bit more resolute than having a a three in midfield, allowing the rest to bomb on. And speaking of bombing on, we've got two players, two, one million pound men that will be doing just that. Now we've talked, we've talked privately a lot about Morgan and I think no one else needs to hear how delighted we are, but about it. And I truly am, I think it's oh guy's best signing ever. But I'd like to ask you, gents, about it's a pressure on him. Cause I think it's well and truly on him. Chris, how would you how how would you assess that with pressure on Morgan Whitaker?
1: Um,
3: yeah, but in a good way. I'm more I'm more delighted that we're starting this podcast in, in the mood that we're gonna continue, which is like abject misery, with like every now and then seeing some kind of positive, like just been promoted, it's the week before a new season, it feels like funeral um I, that's why we got I, you on chris that's why we got you on I, I think he's been i think he's been brought in with that promise i think it's part of bringing him in was you're an impact player that we can rely on him and become something of a hero so who knows how he responds to that pressure but the evidence is he should thrive on it so yeah i i still think we've got a bargain i really do
0: it's three and three in pre-season. My only point my I raise it is that obviously he was great for us, had six months in the wilderness, and there's this assumption that he comes back and does great. And he he's probably thinking that as well. It's just what happens after one or two games is not going great. That's that's the bit I I guess I'm asking you guys today. How? Yeah, I, For me, he's, he's under real pressure. I mean, he's our most expensive signing of all time. And he's had a rubbish six months, and he's now got to hit the ground running. In an in a new position. Tom, what are your thoughts on that?
2: I'd, I'd have been concerned if we hadn't done more signings. Obviously, that that helps. I don't know if Barley's going to play wing, in a wing-back position behind Morgan on the other side or maybe in a more advanced role. But um, it's going to make man-marking Morgan very difficult. I think if we're lacking in talisman and the up end of the pitch, Morgan could be marked out of a game. Um, it didn't work at Swansea, did it? You can say he didn't have any minutes, but the minutes he got didn't come to much anyway, but that could be a manager playing the wrong system kind of thing. He's done; he's been nothing but excellent any time that I've seen him. Albeit, that's a proper armchair opinion because I'm basing that on a on a clip of his wonder goal from yesterday. He might have been terrible at tracking back or doing all the boring stuff that I'd expect to see if I was at the game, um, which I wasn't. Um, uh, I don't I don't know if he's that under pressure. Would, he would have been under pressure last year. I think as he got better through the season, Archie would have been under pressure. You could argue that's confidence, you know, driving him on. You know, when it's going well, it's because you're confident. When you're not doing well, it's because you're under pressure. Um, he's a professional footballer. He's played at high level. You know, he's England caps at Youth International. He's had high hopes. Uh, I, I'm not concerned about him at all. Um, I'm concerned that, <laughs> that others need to sort of pull their weight around him um absolutely it look great if we can turn a if we can if he can turn a result single handling great he did it last year let's be honest you know again wonderful season last year I hear Chris want to start the season with positives but you know there were games that we were losing on second best that Morgan turned around um you just, you don't have to look at the goals and assists to know sort of qualitatively what impact he had on the team the full well,
0: context he, that sets me up perfectly Tom Speaking of, last, speaking of last last year and Morgan Whittaker, his stats are genuinely incredible. And of course, bear in mind that he was here for only 50%, if that, of the time. 16 goals and assists, which is assists throughout his time with us. And that's the second best overall throughout the whole season. And he also created seven big chances, which was the first best. His attacking contribution is unparalleled, I would argue. And to have him back in the team It's huge. There's your positivity, Chris.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he has the potential to be potential to be our greatest ever player. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, obviously, Bali was signed for the same amount of money, but loads more potential with uh, Morgan. With
0: it'd be interesting with with Bali Mumba. The interesting thing is that the last two three games he's playing in preseason he's now playing as a th- part of a front th- front three which is a big big change from last season obviously i think we all had defensive concerns over Bally mumba last season so it will be fascinating to see how he gets on in that purely attacking role i mean and it's hard not to get excited isn't it mumba ritika callum wright ryan hardy
2: yeah big fan of callum wright
0: Yep, completely share that uh, that viewpoint there, Tom. a huge fan of Callum Wright. Can't wait to see how he uh, continues to develop. He left the season in fantastic form and the prospect of, like I've already said, of seeing him, Hardy, Morgan Whitaker, Barley Mumba, it's, it's just so exciting. Alrighty, we'll leave the uh, pre-season chats there. We'll take a quick break and we'll return to talk about our predictions for the Championship. So we're back in the championship. What are the expectations? For me personally, I've got no idea, so I'm curious to feel to know rather how you guys feel on how we'll do. Mark, I'll kick things off with you. What, what are your what are your expectations? How do you think we're going to do?
1: I think we'll finish 6th. And Oof. and we will surprise everybody. Honestly. Yeah. Why not? We got 101 points last season. We're champions of League One. We have a wonderful coach. We have a confident group of players. We have a sellout every week. We have a brilliant away following, loyal beyond belief. Why couldn't we finish sixth? Luton went up. Poxy Luton went up. Why couldn't we? It's
3: a good point.
2: It's a good point. it's the half point I suppose isn't it? Look, Thunderland did really well didn't they it's interesting yeah. Mark says that because I've been looking at it thinking and, I'm, and I've been seeing a, a few other sort of league pods rather than club pods doing predictions and they've got a bit of faith in us probably since we saw Morgan and Barley there's a bit of it that thinks we outperformed last year it was great it was 101 points but if you reran that set of results again you know probably we don't finish in the top two and we've just about re- reassembled a squad of quality that we had in that division. Um. So the answer, the answer really comes down to is that how, you know, what's the jump if 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 we go in at about the same level? I'm 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 relaxed that we're going to produce something similar or maybe a tad better. But where that puts us, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, Tom, you you. I'm, my, I'm right. not going to go with sixth, but I'm going to go with someone like. 8th or ninth, I, I, it feels like we'll start well and people might just work us out we might come up a bit short
0: okay I'd like to pick up on something you said that was very interesting the quality in terms of how our squad has developed is not huge I think that's fair to say Whitaker in Mumba amazing signings but obviously both here last season everyone else maybe Pleggy you would argue that's that's an upgrade keeper, new keeper that's an upgrade It feels marginal, doesn't feel huge. However, this is a team that got 101 points, as Mark said. Do we need huge wholesale upgrades? Possibly not. Chris, I mean, you're the most optimistic on the pod. I said, if Mark is going for sick, what are you you doing? Promoted by Chris? It's a a weird type of optimism. So, like, I think we
3: last year would have competed in the low end of the championship. Similarly, if you watch watch back those kind of the the bolton Barnsley ipswich they were championship-level games. Yeah. So I think I'd take your point, Archie, and say, actually, we probably did have a lower-level championship quality squad, and there's a lot of benefit in keeping a nucleus there, like not having wholesale change and having to restart everything. All that said, the number that comes into my head is 17th, and I'd be delighted if we finished 17th, because I think it's about staying up.
0: Yeah, I...
2: Can we chisel it? Can we just chisel, chisel it that a bit, 17th? It's very, very specific.
1: Where's the positivity in that? Yeah.
3: I think it'd be posi- I think we're massively positive to stay up. I think you can't underestimate the strength of the top six or eight teams in this league. They, c- they could all survive in the Premier League. So there's a huge gulp in the money that's being spent at the top end. And I think everything else is going to be a bit of a catfight. So I'm not saying I think we'll finish there. I'm saying that it would be. An achievement to finish there, um, but yeah, I see that as
0: being—I see that as optimistic. <laughs> I'd love it to finish there. I mean, are you? Would you fall into that camp? If I offered you whatever it is, twenty-first place right now, would you take that? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Tom.
2: Oh, i think of poor old Darren Moore. Somebody said, "If you offered second, would you take it?" And he went, "No." <laughs> of course, it went up in the end. Although he, he's out of that absolute shambles going on there. Good on him. Um, would I take it? Uh, no, I would not. I think Mark? we're a little bit better than that.
1: Bear in mind, our squad is not finished. As of now, yeah, it's maybe not fit for purpose. We are going to add some knockout loan signings from the Premier League when, they, when they've sorted their shit out. Um, their season doesn't start a week after ours, so we're going to sign some real quality to add to what we have, which we need to do. So I don't think sixth is is unrealistic. Tom's doing eighth or ninth There's very little difference between sixth and eighth, maybe a few points. Yeah, that's
2: a that's a goal on the final day, isn't it, mate?
1: So I'm I'm confident. Why why shouldn't be confident with 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 our coach and our record? And our home fans, we need to really make home park a fortress again. You know, we can't rely on, uh, we won a lot of games come, coming from behind last season, yeah? Uh, we can't always do that. We need to start the games on the front foot at home and really push home that advantage.
2: Oh, we did well. We did so well, didn't we, In the, against what you call the big sides. You know, what we, where we did, well. you know, Forest Green, if anyone remembers that game, we won 2-0. We weren't good at all. Was really underwhelming and sort of Ipswich, Sheffield, Wednesday, and we were superb. Um, we're going to we have games like that all the time. I'm not sure there is a seven or eight that are better. There's probably two or three. I mean, Leicester and Southampton look like they've got exactly the same team. Leicester's team looks better by one player. So there's clearly going to be a couple that are going to blow everybody away. We can get in there, though. We can get in there. Um, you know i do think that's i think there's some work to do and i think it's a little frustrating that it's so late but i'm sure that's probably because some very smart people are making good decisions about not paying too much money and not giving into what agents want and all that kind of stuff
0: but it happened last year and it could happen again mark what you said about the loans you're quite right i think people forget and i why well, forget we've got another month left of the transfer market it's another month um, so there's a long way to go and should we, should we said that in, in the press just the other day you know it's, we've still got a while to go in the transfer market and like you say Premier League squads are still assessing their players their teams rather so yeah there's hope on that front Oh
2: Cosgrove was a deadline day signing was he I think of, I'm, not, I'm not making a case for Sam to come back but you know he was an exciting signing in that he was attacking and he, he would change a game and he did win us get Derby away Sheffield went to home he won us those games
0: Morgan, Morgan Whitaker definitely came after the first game of the season as well. Uh, there's a few this, this time last.
2: Yeah, it's just um, that we're, um, we're we're um, there's more fishing rods in the water, isn't it? Than the players that we want, um, and we want real quality improvements. We've got a good team, so to to, to upgrade, it, it's going to be difficult.
1: I do uh, Bundesliga previews for various people, and it's very easy for me to sit on the fence and uh, you know give reasonably sane predictions. Because Bayern Munich win the league every every year. I mean, that's that's a given. But if you can, we're in a special time as Argyle fans. If you can't be positive with everything that's going on around the club and with the people involved and all the all the management, staff, the people behind the scenes, the chairman, you know, the people that they're employing in the in the guts of the club. It's it's you know, I don't think sixth. We we have to dream. We have to dream. We see clubs like Brentford and, you know, even Brighton before them. You know, I know that that's a different investment level needed, but we have to be able to dream.
0: I'm with well, you. Said. I'm enjoying the optimism. Um, looking, at, Moving on from how Argyle will do, who do you think, Didn't we have any surprise packages within our team? I mean, I think it's fair to say we all hope and expect Morgan Whisker to do well. Is there anyone else? Tom, I'll start with you, who you feel will really excel in this new league. A big fan of Adam Randall. Uh, Adam Randall
2: will play Premier League football one day. Um, Whether he does it for us, I don't know. Um... I don't know, it's a bit, that's a bit, um, I'm probably speaking, I, I'm definitely biased by my heart a little bit, but I think he's great. There aren't many players who are all-round midfielders. You, you have lots of tens these days or kind of fours or players who can't aren't good enough to play in defence, so they kind of shoved up a bit. But, you know, he can do the lot. Um, his acceleration from sort of halfway through, not last season, but season before League One, to how he ended was great. Uh, you know, and, and we felt his absence, we really felt his absence and we kind of turn it, he didn't really play an excellent game, which was the one where we kind of um, turn it around and, and, and got into some um, good form for that, that in of the season, but uh, Rands can do everything, you know, it, 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 it's whether he can sort of, you know, physically keep up with it. And I'm sure that will be the case uh, if he was to go a step further, but
0: I think the, I think the boys got everything. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh- the way he developed last season was incredible, and there's no sign of that slowing down. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to see how our future captain, I'm sure of it, will fare. Uh, Mark, we'll come to you next. Anyone you got your eye on or you think will really excel in the championship?
1: You just t- stole my fire with uh, Adam Randall and our club captain. You can
0: can further further make his case.
1: Yeah, our captain on the pitch against Huddersfield because I presume that Joe Edwards won't be playing or won't be starting. So Randall is very likely to captain the team out on the pitch for that game against Huddersfield. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Michael Cooper back fit. Hopefully not too long. Yeah, really, those two homegrown players. Yeah, that's the future of the club right there. Well, let's, um,
3: let's add one. Let's add one. Let me read from the official bio. Youngest ever pilgrim scored the first goal of pre-season as of two days ago, professional footballer. Like, why is that? There's nothing stopping a 17-year-old Isako making a real impact. Like, from the informed position of having never seen him on a pitch, but from the reports <laughs> and the chatter and the, the confidence and everything else, why... I've got this that's my I've got my bizarre nagging positivity is the couple of impact
2: substitute appearances and all of a sudden we've announced an absolute diamond. No reason that can't happen.
1: Let's hope How so. You, yeah. mate,
2: based on no stats whatsoever and uh, no vision of in play whatsoever. But it, it, he's got that feeling. I tell you, you know the, the clue I got was Shui was saying in the week, he wants one more forward, one more attacking midfielder. That, that might be nonsense. He might be in the he might be looking for a few more. But you know, um it's time to admit there's 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 some concerns about Ben Wayne, certainly for me, because he couldn't give him the team last year. Um I haven't seen anything could I go as far to say I haven't seen anything impressive from him at all? Maybe. I think I've seen more from Osaka or heard of more of Osaka's impact in preseason than Ben Wayne's ever had on a game savers to that um that that last minute goal. Was it more <laughs> Uh, hopefully,
3: he, hopefully, this is played in the dressing room and he bangs twenty
0: five. Well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, this
1: that is the new Kirk.
0: That, <laughs> Kirk and his cowboy hat. Um, that, that, that. Tom, that moves moves us on perfectly. Who do we think essentially won't do well? Who will not fare well in this league above? We've already mentioned one or two: Edwards, Ben Wayne, can we unpack that a bit? I mean, Ben Wayne hasn't had much of a chance, but as Tom said, when he does have a chance, he hasn't made a great case for himself. Uh, before, before before, you go
3: on this, I do have a funny, horrible feeling that Argyle, more than most clubs, have a horrible feeling of manifesting bad performances in their own players. Right? It cannot be helpful. Like I can think of in past seasons where someone who's had a couple of bad games and maybe they're not great must get up every morning going, I'm miserable because apparently I'm to blame for everything that's ever gone wrong in the club like as a group of fans we are i'll say we shouldn't discuss it but for god's sake not curse someone which ha- which i've seen happen in the past we've had a couple of people in past seasons where you oh, bloody never never fit to wear the shirt you're like
2: someone came up i wouldn't go like, that far mate i want Ben Wayne to find like, me in the may score a goal come and yeah, find me, and I'm put me in that. the face and go there you go sunshine
0: I, I know that's what you said, but like, right, who's going to underperform this year? Like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I think, well, luckily for Ben <laughs> Wayne, he's coming, luckily for Ben <laughs> Wayne, he came into Argyle, and we've had an amazing six months. So, his underwhelming start has gone under the radar a bit. However, the fact of the matter is, it's him and Ryan Hardy going into the championship, and I think we can all. That's fair, fair, fair enough to say it's not good enough. It would seem seem to be. Oh,
2: I'm 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 beyond criticizing Ryan. Ryan Hardy's been great for us. We know his limitations. Uh, Absolutely no. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Possibly. I, I um misspoke. Having just those two as our strike force. You know, just we're just having Ryan Hardy and Ben Wayne coming off the bench. Just pa- the pathology of the
2: point was not to diss Wayne particularly, but it was to say that I the, the only basis I could see for backing Chris's point on Isaka is that Ennis has gone, Cosgrove has gone. We're only looking to recruit one forward. That is presumably because of some um, formation change, but you can't have any less than one forward, really, which is what we've been playing. I assume it's because Shuey likes the look of Freddy and thinks, yeah, I think he's in the mix. I think he's going to be in the squad and competing for those places.
0: Yeah, and Chris, your other point—you make a good point. Of course, we don't want—we don't want to wish anyone to have a stinker. I mean, I—I I hope Ben Wayne excels and has a fantastic season. But I think the point of looking at who might just not—this might be their time coming to an end—is an interesting one. And Joe Edwards—he—it might be him. It, he look he strikes me as someone that might not fit in this new formation. He's obviously—he's not getting any younger and i'm not quite sure to be honest if he's got the ability to make that step up but mark i know you possibly share a similar thought how do you feel about that joe edwards making a step up to the championship
1: he said it himself or that he he's not going to get the same amount of game time this season where where whenever that was said i don't know but it, i mean it's clear that he's not going to be the starting right back this season you know, his, his role at the club is going to be more of a coaching role probably going forward. Um, he was a great captain, a great leader last season. Yeah. In the Mike brealy mould of English cricket, you know, Mike brealy was a, you know, very average player, but a absolutely phenomenal captain and leader of men, you know, and Joe Edwards is, will go down as one of our greatest ever captains so it doesn't mean that he's not worth his spot in the uh, squad but i expect to see like i said before randall leading the side out on a regular basis
2: i've got a lot of faith in joe actually um like i said i think well, i think the soft skills elevate him but um just addition the back end last season he was great you know he wasn't meant to be a starter last season so suddenly you know Somebody with a glass ankle gets an injury and he and he, and he steps up. I can't remember Joe being injured really very much. He's had a couple of games after injury. He'll be back the next day. He, the wasn't next injured.
0: he wasn't injured because he wasn't playing back-to-back.
2: I'm sure he wasn't. Well, starting. no,
0: but other people weren't playing
2: back-to-back either, Archie, and they were getting injured. No,
0: but he had a fantastic last six games, but his January to Papa John's Pizza Cup final were, were bang average. And... I mean, part of me now thinks having had the summer to think about it, that possibly there was an injury because was a, there was no rhyme or reason to it. it. was half an hour here, six minutes there, 10 minutes there. And I know it, I know that was really peak Shui roulette kind of time. And I appreciate that. The games are coming thick and fast. But he began to feel like someone that Shui was possibly moving on from. But he had an amazing end if, last six may, If he wants to have another
2: season like he did last season,
0: we'll do very, very well. I don't think another season like last season is good enough. Captain 101 points. That's not, that's irrelevant to the point I'm making. Mikael Miller was in a 101 point, um, championship. No, no, no. He needs, he needs to be better.
2: I don't even know. The contributions are absolute chalk and cheese.
0: Joe, Uh, okay. Joe Edwards' contribution before April, those, those last six games. He's going to need to raise his his, his level significantly. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. i just thinking. So, there, he yeah, had, so yeah, so, so, raise... therefore, therefore, you saying he he the same again is good enough. It's not. That's just not the case. I, I have I have more faith than you, mate, that he can raise it game. Yeah, yeah, but that, in fairness, that wasn't your point. I that's possibly another another argument, and I can see where you're coming from. I'd like to think he can. He seems like the type that probably could raise that challenge, but. I, yeah, for me, he has to. He has to really knuckle down and go up a level because the same as last season for me won't be good enough. A great last six games is great, but it needs to be across the season. Um, you know, look, I'll back him. I, I love the guy. I, I, believe it or not, I think he's an absolute Argyle legend. And by the sounds of it, he's going to be going be here for a long time, which is great. Off the field. Hopefully, he moves into some kind of coaching capacity, which would be great. But, you know, on his own field. Performance I have. I've come back to Chris's point. If you can't have a podcast after winning the league with 101 points
2: and come on and be bloody miserable without having kicked the ball, it wouldn't be an Argyle podcast, would it, Chris? <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I'm not being miserable. You've Jasper's recently. Um, <laughs> I, think can, I think he can. I think he can. I think he's got a part to play. But I take serious issue with saying the same again, please, Joe. Would we'll be good enough because I don't think that's the case. And look, Shuey hasn't been starting him in pre-season. He's it doesn't look like he's on his way out, it, not of the club, but out of the starting eleven picture.
3: It's also this is stating the obvious, but no one knows. Including the manager. Yep. No, I appreciate it. What's appreciate. interesting about getting promoted? Like, I think when you're going up in the same league, it shuffles around, and you can, if you listen, to like last a lot of the podcasts were, what happened season before, Shiri, what do you need? I need three or four more players. These are the positions I need them in. That should push us over the line. It did. Now it's, I don't know. Uh, it's a it's a different league, different teams, different context, which brings me back that I quite like trying something different. I am still I think that four at the back that didn't work yesterday is so that there may be times where it's like, we just want to exploit youth and fitness, just line up behind the ball, don't concede for 70-odd minutes, and then go nuts at the end, because there's this new rule about more time as well. Right? I think that fitness could come to bear as well. But we don't know. We don't know, Leeds could get relegated there before.
0: Yeah, that new, that new the, the, the new rule regarding um, added on time is fascinating. I'm sure Gareth Ainsworth is over the moon about that piece of legislation. Well, have, yeah,
3: I mean, if you keep going the way it is, the QPR's Saturday games will overrun their midweeks. Just
2: carry on. I still wouldn't take 21st.
0: No. I'm going, I, to. I'm, I'm going for top 10, guys, top 10. I have to disagree with you quite strongly. I'll agree with you there. I, I agree. I mean, to be honest, purely because at, almost out of default, we've got a lot of nutty clubs in that league. And I say nutty, that, as in going off the rails, Sheffield Wednesday, West Brom, QPR seem to be in a bit of a pickle. Blackburn, There's a few, Blackburn yeah. There seems to be a, many a club who are kind of teetering on the edge. Um, and that's only got to work on our advantage
2: all right that's, we'll the, take a quick- uh, that's the uh that's the that's the phrase isn't it and this is what probably we use for avoiding relegation but like you say when you're front to nutty clubs the saying goes you don't need to outrun the bear you just need to outrun the people with you and uh we're gonna we're gonna
0: <laughs> we're smarter than a lot of other clubs and better run and that'll probably exactly. count for a lot exactly and on that note of positivity we'll take a wee break and come back and preview Huddersfield So we kick things off next Saturday with a visit, well, the visit rather, of Huddersfield Town. How do we feel about that? I mean, to be honest, having um, initially I was a bit underwhelmed, but now it feels like a bit of a blessing. Could it be? Could we have gotten a much easier game? Tom, just you smiling. <laughs> oh, unbelievable.
3: The instant 2 0 defeat. Like, literally just because of what you said. 100% on you.
0: Well, Chris, what, how do you feel about it?
3: I think there's no easy games. All I do is I go through other people's squads and see how many names I recognise. And, and, well, and that's why we've got you on. It's that, that, that kind of analysis. On that basis, I think I think we've got a chance. Yeah, right. I've got no idea whether they're any good. I think, if going back to the earlier conversations, I see no reason to change anything from last year. Our team, like last year, playing aggressive attacking football should be Huddersfield. So I think that's the most interesting thing about it. Do we experiment with new, or do we just go? You could, well, you could pretty much pick an eleven from last year, let like any new signings, and given the award, excited, a good game.
0: Yeah, no, you you raise a good point. It's interesting listening to Shuey and Mark Hughes. They're both basically saying, you know, we're going to not possibly not gung ho, but we're going to attack. You know, we're not going to we're not going to change our kind of complete philosophy overnight, which is really interesting to see how it all fare. Uh, Tom, I think you'll be at the match. How are you feeling about it?
2: Yeah, look, um, <laughs> you, you tempting fate aside. Um, yeah, you couldn't have picked it any better. Even Colin wouldn't have picked it any differently, would he? Um, there's a bit of me that thinks he'll stay at home for a couple of nights before the game, be a bit complacent with the prep. Um, and he liked us anyway, so he won't mind losing. You know, it's perfect, really. Huddersfield uh, failed to beat uh, Tavistock in pre-season, I might add. So, um, as much I feel as we better at, about I feel better a professional.
0: Uh, yeah, I feel better about that now.
2: now. No. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, look, um, in seriousness, yeah, look, home game, brilliant. You know, our home record last year, we, we won nearly every game. We won nearly every game. It must have been, I, I don't know if it's a record or whatever, it must be up there. They're going to be, it's a terrible start for them. Yeah, the, yep. the equivalent, that the four people in a parallel universe doing this for Huddersfield, yeah, this is a nightmare
0: start for them. That's a great point. I mean, yeah, I didn't even think of that. You're quite right. Uh, Huddersfield coming down here, it's the worst, probably one of the worst draws they could have got. I mean, they're another club. When I am I spoke about those clubs in the previous part, about who I think could be in trouble, I would see Huddersfield slap bang in that relegation mix. I think appointing you Neil know, Warnock is about as uninspiring as uninspiring could be and well, yeah you, I'm, oh, tempting, I'm tempting fate even more but they were they were down when he went there
3: they were gone when he kept them up so yeah I mean yeah I'd yeah, yeah. be rush.
0: interesting to see what he does without that he's not been parachuted in in February March time he's had a pre-season I'd, I'd be interested to see if the Warnock effect wears off
1: well I am actually from Tavistock and uh, I was surprised that Tavistock failed to beat othersfield. <laughs> um I look at it like we had Barnsley first game of the season. You know, another Yorkshire side. We beat them one nil. Finaz opened the scoring. I think we can beat them. One nil, important to get the first goal against Warnock sides. You know, he's he did a great job to keep them up last season. But you know, he's always gone about how much he loves Argyle. Surely you can, you know, let us win three points here. Thanks, Colin.
0: Well, let's yeah, let's move on to that. I sense the general consensus is one of confidence. I share that. I think we'll do. I think we'll do well. I mean, I think it's undisputable. We couldn't have got a better game to kick things off in terms of easiness. It's only a good game um, if we win, though, Arch, isn't it?
2: Yep. It's like yeah, I agree. What an That's, ideal one! If you lose it, you're three points down, and you've thrown a home game away against one of your easier opponents and all those thoughts that you came in last year about we're great at home, are out the window. So uh, there's a little bit of pressure
0: Uh, about the boys
2: to handle it. I think it might seep into the crowd a bit. Um, That happened a bit last season. We were a bit slow off the mark. Oh, yes. One one,
3: one meal down in 20 minutes, there'll be like season tickets on the pitch.
0: That's an interesting point, how um, the crowd will react. Because last season, season, the home park crowd got a bit of um, stick, I think it's fair to say. But the atmosphere wasn't always... Great, especially in well, that, a bit,
2: bit verbatim of this pod, mate. I, th- I just think it's in our DNA. It's what we reach for as promotion. We're not used to this. Yeah, I've got a nosebleed yeah. that we're at this level yeah. of football.
0: So now, now we're obviously when promotion's not the priority. It'd be interesting to see how that translates in the in the in the in the ground. Um, yeah, I, 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 like I personally, I kind of almost prefer a relegation scrap to a promotion. I love the bigger team coming 100%. to town. I love that yeah. underdog being the underdog. I love yes. the. Up, I love the upset beating Burton at home. It's but beating Leicester at home or Preston. Although they're tiny. I couldn't say
2: uh, when we lost three nil at home to Accrington when we ended up back in League Two that I absolutely do not prefer a relegation battle.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, that's obviously the worst of that's the worst of the worst, isn't it? But come on, you, do you take my point? Beating an underdog, beating Leeds. Well, we can be under. We were underdogs last but year. Beating, we were the Leeds, underdogs, beating sorry. underdogs. Yeah, 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 sure. But there's only a, probably a handful of games where we are. We were really underdogs. You know,
1: we need to be beating Huddersfield if we're going to finish sixth. Bottom line. <laughs> it's
2: True, it's true. It is. It, you've got to beat those teams if you're going to make the Premier
0: League. Yeah, and then the next week after—I mean, we'll talk about it next week—but then we got Watford, another funny, odd team. You know, we're going into September in first place. Got the easiest run. Uh, you
3: know, well, our way forward. Was it just on that though? Wasn't it? It was either Stoic or Warner, One of you, all know. I'm going to think I'm going to say Warner because I'm probably wrong. But didn't we like lose the first five and then went up as champions? Like I think the the, the first couple of games of a season—that
1: yep. to me. Yeah that was you are, that was they are more crap. Uh, sorry Chris, yeah that was Warnock's season when we went up as in the playoffs at uh, that Wembley season we beat Darlington. We lost 5 in a row. Um we had Nicky Hammond in goal. The world's smallest goalkeeper. And uh, but- it ended with that trip to Wembley which we which we all remember. He had a massive budget mm-hmm. though for league You know, the bottom tier of English football. Adrian Littlejohn, brilliant striker. One of the quickest strikers I've ever had. Massive budget. Ailes football, though. Worst football I've ever seen at the club. And that includes Tony Poulis. But Tony Poulis was championship and he kept us up. Warnock's football was, was horrible. Even worse than Dave Kemp. And that was championship well,
2: as well. I find it fascinating. We're talking about a season 30 years ago, but the manager is the same manager as the opponents on yeah. Saturday. Isn't that
0: something? Well, yeah, you are you are doing me a big favour because that move, moves us on to the last as part of our um, pod. Neil Warnock, uh, do, we, do we have any feelings towards him? Personally, I couldn't. I couldn't really care less. He seems to kind of like us more than we like him. I don't know if he's probably <laughs> got legend status. He's forever coming back for a book signing or whatever. He's, he's got a lot of currency for a guy who was with us for 18 months, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, nicely put, Tom. But it it was the manner of that, wasn't it? It was the...
3: I think anyone, and if you're of a certain age, so what was I, probably 16, 17, at that playoff second leg when he got sent off and jumped into the crowd. Like... That's what carries Warnock. It's how atypical he is. He's just, like, it makes Allardyce look kind of sophisticated, right? He's just the oldest of the old school managers you'll ever get. And he's more successful than not. So I think, I, for me, it's a, it's a time of my life. That was the perfect time to be watching football. And, and we were successful,
2: and he will always be associated with it i think you're right mate i think it's down to his character we're the same we love peter reed yeah peter reed was a terrible football manager because i know he had no money but he was awful the the, the players he picked and got rid of uh, the players he picked were <laughs> terrible the ones he got rid of went on to play in the premier league but he played he played the electric bill once so we love him you know Derek adams who won a very high amount of percentage uh, very high amount of matches as a percentage as Plymouth our manager is not regarded as well as uh, as those two guys I mentioned. And let me get me started on the press and their manager.
0: Well, before we go down a real rabbit hole, we're going to end things off this week with a wee game, one that I've lovingly called Shui's Spiel. This week, we will be looking at Neil Warnock and all 18 clubs that he's managed. We'll start with Chris he's he's um, he's confident I can tell he's he's we've had a few trial we've had a few trial, a few trial runs of this and um he cleans up are there any questions gentlemen before we kick off A few rules. I mean, we're,
2: we're allowed. We're allowed the obvious ones. I don't know how entertaining it is to say that he was yeah. put Argyle manager. Should we? Should we, right. should we build up some jeopardy into that? I'll, answer? Well, I'll or? have
0: to. I'll have to edit that out. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> um, 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 no, there's no teamwork. Mark on the on the pilot pods. Mark was very keen to do teamwork. There's no teamwork. It's a quiz. It's dog eat dog. There's no teamwork. You have about five to six seconds each. There's yellow and red cards. No need to explain what they mean. And I'm looking for short, snappy answers. Alrighty, is there? Is, is there are there any points, or uh, um...
2: is there any point? That's a great question. <laughs> no, I was say, are there any points good <laughs> or bad for any kind of housery? Like, if I'm texting Chris, wrong answers, am I gonna? Am I going to be penalised for that, or am I going to be uh, rewarded Frikey.
0: for initiative? That's very Gareth Ainsworth, isn't it? You are really. That's
2: oh, good to so know. Next week. He, and, next... and the ball's got to stay in play this season, yes, So he's got to really think outside the box.
3: <laughs> well, so thinking, thinking both of those, I... like dirty work and ball staying in play. If we can distract each other next week, I'm wearing my ultra short Darlington Wembley shorts. No one will be able to focus if I stand up with them on.
0: Right. We're kicking things off. The quiz of Neil Warnock's 18 clubs this is commencing with <laughs> Chris, Mark, Tom. Chris, I'm with you. Plymouth, Plymouth Argyle, (laughs) and that's why we've got you on again. That knowledge, correct? Mark Lovell,
1: Uddersfield, correct.
0: Tom, uh, Crystal Palace for a short time in 2014. Back to you, Chris. Sheffield United, yeah, Sheffield United. Oh, crikey, he was there for a long time, wasn't he? am not reading that right. He was there for eight years. 99 to 2007. Wow. All right, Mark.
1: Queen's Power Rangers. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah. yeah, he had a few since there. He was there in 2010, then went back as caretaker in 2015. Tom? Cardiff City. Yeah, one of his um, most recent positions in 2016. He was there for three years. Chris? Very high on memes, that uh, stint. Yes, yeah, good content, good content. Chris, uh, you're sweating. Middle. Was it yeah, that was his uh, second most recent position. He was there for just over a year.
1: Mark? Leeds United.
0: Yes. Was he? 2012. I think that's often forgotten. I think that's when Leeds were really going through the managers. They can well, say, they're doing that today, aren't they? They're in a state of flux. All right, Tom. Uh, a team who we let down very badly once, quite famously, Scarborough. Scarborough. Crikey. And that was in 1986. To 1989. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, have you got that fan in overdrive? Not <laughs> even on. <laughs> We've still got a few big teams left. sure (laughs)
2: there are Uh, I'd have more confidence mate if that light bulb was on above your head I'm going to be like
0: um... and that's a yellow card we're moving on Mark oh not two yellows in a row I think it's frozen I think (laughs) think it's deep in
2: thought we'll we'll, we'll
0: move we'll move on to Tom Tom (laughs) Martin, Martin uh, yellow card for technical faults do you get yeah all right we seem to have lost mark the precious scotsman to tom it's over <laughs> to you mate
2: uh okay um let's go for these berry North county
0: oh, whoa, whoa. Is this, uh, chris have you officially given up is this a uh... um, yeah it's two I, yellows I just... and now, all right now tom's rubbing it in he's taken off the shirt he's Tom the floor is yours go on I think he was at Blackpool as well it's a a yellow card there you go
2: yellow card oh he's not at Blackpool oh I'm struggling now Um, uh, goodness he was at Rotherham he was at Rotherham there we go and he was at he was at Crystal Palace again can I have it again no no, I can only get one for the one star. Okay, you only one Crystal yeah. Palace.
0: Might be out. alrighty. I'll I'll help you out here. It's a it's a tricky one. Okay, I'm gonna am gonna rattle through who who you've missed. I mean, you'll be kicking yourself with this one. I mean, Gainsborough United, uh, or not? Sorry, not United, just Gainsborough. <laughs> Tip of my tongue. You could have made that up, and I wouldn't know. Got an Albion, Oldham Athletic, Barry. I said Barry. You did. Those are your three. Yeah, those are your... Oh, okay. that wasn't bad. Oldham and Burton are the two ones that we missed. Alrighty, we'll leave it there. It's been it's, it's been a ride. Next week, we'll come back bigger and stronger, and hopefully, all three of us, or three of you rather, will be able to complete the quiz. It's oh, have that's a squad your...
2: that verbatim of Vargal's preseason, season Yeah, yeah, kind of an early promise and ending on an absolute fart. All
0: right, Chris, Tom, Mark, if you're there somewhere in the ether, thank you ever so much. I look forward to seeing you all next week. And there you have it, episode one done and dusted. Thank you ever so much for listening. Please do keep across our Twitter page, Pilgrim's Podcast, for any future updates. We'll be recording same time next week and discussing all things Huddersfield. Until then, have a fantastic week.